Somebody said that millennials are being weird about like uh, something else. And somebody was like, oh, it's only white millennials. And I'm like, no, nah, black millennials are becoming real insufferable about sexy red. And it's getting weird. Like, it's getting I agree. Weird. They become insufferable about everything. Oh, oh she's fighting black women. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up live on Twitch. Oh, we live? Oh. <laughs> we are. You know I'm sorry. I'm going to just keep this rolling. I'm going to keep this rolling. Because it's just like when Stephen A. saw Antonio Brown acting up and was like, oh, the owner's going to see this and say, is this how brothers act when they get paid? Do you know how many black men got big contracts before Antonio Brown and did nothing? Like the worst thing that yeah. they maybe did was cheat on their wife and that's it? With all due respect, that's a terrible thing. But like, that's not some terrible tragedy. It's like, I can't pay y'all no more because you did this. Because last year on the on the show when we discussed um, the most insufferable people, I for sure should have put the crystal charging uh, community in there for sure. You did. I did. Yeah, you did. You did. You sure? Yeah, I remember that was your first group. You said the crystal, the crystal brigade. Yeah. I know we talked about it on the phone. That was on the show. Did you wait? Did it? Did it? I don't think so. Oh man, yeah. I don't think so. It's getting so weird. It's getting so weird. Oh, but she she represents all of us. Stop, stop. You got to charge up your citrines before we go. I'm cool. If somebody wanted to see you like that, they were gonna see you like that regardless. They were gonna use Lil Kim <laughs> as the excuse. They were gonna use Foxy Brown as the excuse. They were gonna, you know, whoever they needed, they was gonna find somebody. Because, I ain't go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Right. I ain't gonna lie. We just need a big reset on society. Just one. Big <laughs> Hello, Thanos. Where you at, brother? <laughs> I mean, Dove was kind of on to something. Hey, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. If he told me, Ken, I got to get these stones to pack up half of our people, <laughs> you know, I'll make it easy for you. I'll, I'll take one out the game. <laughs> I'll take one out the game. So you ain't even got to, you know, uh, not send anybody else. But anyway, fellas, we got a great show today. We got to talk about. Uh, one of the biggest tragedies in NFL history in terms of Aaron Rodgers going down on his fourth ever snap as a New York Jet. Um, or actually on his third ever snap because it was the kickoff was the first play. Uh, third ever snap as a New York Jet. New low management rules. And of course, week one of the NFL is officially over. So we got to do our overreactions. And... You know, three Detroiters. We can't go without talking about the buffs. You know what I mean? That's just how it got to be. <laughs> we got to talk about Brown and what he's doing up in Colorado. Y'all ready to get into it? I'm ready for it. Excellent. Well, before we do, we have got to get into our, of course, you know, pre-sports talk just to get the crowd kind of lathered up and ready to roll here. And today we are talking comedians. Fellas, give me some of your most overrated, some of your most underrated and your favorite comedians of all time. So if we going uh, overrated, mm-hmm. I'm going to go. I feel like it's low hanging fruit. I'm going to say Kevin Hart because I've been saying Kevin Hart been overrated for like a decade now. Right. But at the same time, he know what he doing. He know his audience. So like at this yeah. point, Kevin Hart is just like looking for a bag. Absolutely. I think he's that man is self. I think he's, he's self-aware bad. enough to know he's not funny. But like at the same time, like the, the most annoying phrase, uh, th- the two most annoying phrases to me, especially when we was like in college was, uh, you going to learn today. And all right. All right. Like, I've never thought those bits were funny. The all right. All right. All right. Joint looking back, like 
it was funny at the time, but looking back, I'm like, what was funny about that? I, I, I never, I never thought those those bits was funny. Okay. Uh, another another one, and I'm going to say this just because, like, I know none of this, none of us watch this comedian, but at the same time, like, she's the most successful uh, the woman comedian ever by a right landslide. Stole it right up off me. Amy Schumer. She get like fifty million per tour. This is a shameless human being, this Josh Gotten, because I literally was talking about this in pre-production, how much I have never laughed at her. And Josh said, don't worry about me. You, you said that in pre-show? Yes, I literally talked about it. <laughs> My brain ain't working. I'm going to let you take that one. Oh, but no, I just want no, no, to no. ask if you're aware of how much material, not only is she not funny, are you aware of how much material she's stolen? No, no. J- just go on YouTube and type in Amy Schumer stolen jokes. It's like two hours worth of YouTube videos of her just stealing jokes from other comedians. And it's not like she stole a joke from Kenny doing a job, do, doing a gig at a, the, the Boston Comedy Shelter. She is stealing jokes that like we've seen on television. She's stealing like Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle level comedian jokes. And people no. just letting it slide. The only comedian that I knew was stealing jokes for real out here was Carlos Mencia. That's the only one that I But at the same time, his level of jokes, his level of joke stealing, like, I don't think joke stealing is funny under any, uh, like, even people would talk about my mans on YouTube back in the day. Um, uh, what was it? Spoken Reasons? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Spoken Reasons. I'd never rocked with him because he was stealing jokes. I'm, I'm a huge comedy. I watch comedy all the time. He was stealing jokes. Like, half the jokes that people was, like, laughing at on his YouTube channel was stolen from comedians. But her level of stealing jokes is, like, an hour-long laundry list of, like, just repeated stolen jokes. That's nasty work. That's disgusting work. That's... Ugh. Ugh. Mm. Very disgusting. Who's your most underrated? Some of your most underrated uh, comedians. Most underrated? Um, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and go to Bat for Dog because you just said before, you said you either don't watch him or like you aware of him, but he ain't hilarious. I'm putting Bill Burr there. Bill Burr is no, hilarious. No, I said, I said, I think Bill Burr is funny, but I don't think he's funny enough to where like I need to like rewatch him regularly. Like he's not that funny. I'm putting Bill Burr in my top five, not all time, but like current. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm putting I, my top five. I can see that. I can see. That. I'm not. Mm, mm. I mean, yeah. I think comedy is kind of weak right now, though. It it is. It is. It's kind of. Uh, uh, for underrated, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Neil Brennan. Okay, the guy that helped write Chappelle's show. Yeah, Neil Brennan is there. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Cam Patterson. Y'all know who that is. I don't know who Cam Patterson is. Look up Cam Patterson on YouTube. He's like a younger dude. He just really started bubbling. He is hilarious. Um, I, I watch a lot of comedy. I'm going to sum this up. I'm going to go Dion Cole. Dion Cole is like a big name, but at the same time, there's a lot of people who haven't seen Dion Cole stand-ups. Like, they just know him Dion as like the Cole dude from Blackish black or Conan. Yeah, he's he's black famous. Like, if, if if a black person mentions Dion Cole, like, you might not know who he is, but like, if you show a picture yeah, you know of a his black face. person, going to be like, oh, yeah, I know that yeah. guy. But, like, he's not like famous, famous outside of like the black yeah. Yeah, he, he slept on as well, and I'm gonna go uh, Ali Sadiq as well. I don't know if y'all are hip to that. Hey, Ali Sadiq is going. Yeah. <laughs> this man is stealing all mine, bro. 
Nah, nah, nah. I'm going to shut up there. I'm going to shut up. Nah, it's cool, bro. It's cool. It's cool. And then we want to go with my favorite comedian of all time. Anybody that know me know it's Patrice O'Neal. Right, like, right. I'm going to be hey, hey, 90 years you, old. That's not changing. When you're driving down to Atlanta, just stop in Raleigh real quick. Just, just, just stop <laughs> in Raleigh. Just get out the car so we can talk. You know, you're probably going to need a rest after that long Yeah, you're you right. You're right. And you, yeah, you're going to need a rest. You're going to get put to sleep. All right? You know what I mean? Pause. Uh, anyway, Chris, who, what you got for us, man? Most underrated, overrated, and favorite. So, I mean, I agree with you on the Kevin Hart tip. I really do. Um, he's definitely overrated, but... I'm going to say, I'm going to start my underrated first. I got two. So one of my favorite comedians, right? Favorite comedians. He never, he, like, he blew up. He's well known. When I say the name, y'all going to be like, okay, he well known, but he really underrated. Like if you really like go to his standups, like I go to a lot of improvs when I'm in, improvs when I'm down in Florida. And when I'm like, was in Boston, a lot of improvs. Corey Holcomb, one of the funniest guys live. He, he got no filter. He, Chris loving Corey Holcomb is very Chris Coded. Yeah, that's that's on brand. That's on brand. That's extremely. <laughs> hey, I love that for you. Corey Holcomb is stupid, bro. He's stupid, bro. He, he just he makes me die laughing, bro. Okay. Um, All right. The second the second uh, group it's a group, right? So I don't know if y'all know about this show. I don't know if y'all know about the show, but it's on it's a YouTube show. It called Roast Me. All them fellas oh, here yeah. on death. All them fellas here on death. Who hey, is the funniest? This, this, right here, what, what, this right here is why I don't go third. This right here is why I be cutting in and don't go third. This right here is why I don't go third, man. Hey, what's, what's the fat dude name in all death? Boo or, or the... Uh, which one? I forget his no, name. You're it's it's about not the one that's in the open marriage. I know the way you're talking about. Yeah, uh, bro. Somebody said on oh, his birthday he blow out chicken pot pie. <laughs> bro, bro. <laughs> bro, bro, bro. Hey man, hey bro, hey, no, no, man. No, no, no. Watch, out. watch all out. the listeners out here. Watch out. all the listeners out here. You gotta watch the one where dog with no legs was in the hot seat. I know that sound messed up for me to bring that episode up, but he was cool with it, so I bring it up. They said, "Wait, wait, 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 bro, running, running, running through somebody's mind right now." And he was like, just sitting in a wheelchair, no legs. They was letting him have it on. Boo is low key. Boo out that group is like his jokes are so terrible that they hilarious, dog. Bro, and you see the one where he told my man, see. Did you see what we told my man? He ran out of Wendy's with a jacket. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Come on. Come on, dog. Come on, dog. <laughs> oh, man. And, and oh, then man. My, my most overrated one. It's tough, though, bro. It's tough, bro. Like... When you think of comedy, bro, you gotta separate movies and movie comedy and like stand up comedy, right? right? Like, cause like right. for me, Mike Epps is so overrated stand up comedy, but in movies, he like one of the funniest people ever. Like, like Mike Epps might be like one of my top three funniest people in a movie. Like, it's him. John Cena slowly creeping up there, cause John Cena's silly in a movie, bro. But uh, him, Tiffany Haddish in a movie is funny too. Um, but stand up wise, she just ain't. Ain't got it for me either. Like they stand up wise, she terrible. Yeah, Tiffany Haddish and Mike Epps gotta be the people like stand up wise, they like overrated. Like they gonna sell tickets just cause they name, but stand up wise, they ain't got it to me. They just don't. And Mike Epps one of my favorite people on the earth, man. 
I never never talk bad about Day Day. <laughs> okay, I like it. I like it. Um, this is one of the most underrated, and I don't think the world will ever dis. Well, not I don't think I know the world won't discover his talent now uh, because of his unfortunate demise. But Jack Knight, was Jack, shout out Jack Knight, man. R.I.P. to a legend, man. And and I know that people are saying I'm throwing the word legend around frivolously. If you have ever watched that man for more than five minutes, he made you laugh. He made and you. and he, he wrote for a lot of people, which people don't know. And I was just about to say, if you look at the list of his credits for writing, man, even the, the legend of what he did when he was alive, it'll live on for a very long time. So. If anybody don't know who Jack Knight is, uh, a lot of people favorite 2K is 2K17. He was Denver Levens on 2K17. If you want to remember a joke from him, he was the one that told the joke about Ronald Reagan putting crack in the community, creating a bunch of sassy young men. And that's that was like, that was, you know, that was a great one. Um, you know, there's there's really a, a lot of underrated ones, man. There's Dormtainment has remained funny throughout the years in a way that is insane. Like everybody else is kind of going up and come down over the dormtainment has been steady, steady, steady. And I, I see them in commercials now and like doing all that. And, and um, another underrated one, you know, he's part of all dev digital. So, you know, again, this is why I don't go last. Tony Baker. If y'all ever see Tony Baker live, it is like you go. You go. I want to see him. Like, I ain't been to a comedy show in a minute. You and Tony Baker have never been seen in the same room. Chill, man. Not every bald, why is that? Slightly beige man look alike, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like a, I'm like a, I'm like a, a template above beige, bro. We if don't all look called, alike. If I got to get called Shaq, like Michael. Jersey? <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. All right, Chico. Called, if, if I got to get called Shaq, Michael Clark Duncan, and Ving Rhames all in a day span, you can hey, Michael it. Clark Duncan is insane, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> no it's so crazy. Way. It's so crazy, bro. It, it, they they ain't throwing Barry Bonds in there, so you might. Oh, I've heard that one too. I've heard. Oh, I, I promise you, there's not a single big ball black guy that you could name that somebody did. Somebody said I look like the janitor from uh, Abbott Elementary. I said, bro, what? I know that's what nasty work. That's nasty work. This is crazy. So you know, I mean, um, you are like like a big black boy. Guy. All right, all right. That's like <laughs> a right. staple in the black community, bro. That's this like guy. a staple in the black community. Like. It absolutely is. It, listen, it, and the worst part about it is like it gives you a certain coding that people like instantly assume that you are. Like when you're big and black and bald, people assume you can grill. And like my church, I'm about to say it's one of you at every cookout. It's one my of you church, at every cookout. and he's always on the grill. And that's what my church. <laughs> called. They were like, "Hey, Kenton, we need you to grill for the family and friends day." I said, "It's gonna be a lot of people there. I don't know if y'all know this. I've never grilled in my life." They said, "Oh, it's okay. We know you used to work in maintenance and all that. You can just put the kids stuff together, and that'll be fine." I said, "All right, cool." I showed up on that day. I said, "Where's the kids stuff to put up?" They handed me a spatula and said, "All right, uh, go ahead and get the grilling." I said, "Bro, what?" What, what but, is but this? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't, don't lie. You got the sandals, don't you? No, I wear Nike flops. <laughs> I would never. I'm never Gibbs, coming. Jesus, you said. look like you can barbecue, I'm, though. <laughs> you, you look like you can barbecue, bro. Here's the part. Here's the part that made me mad. Everybody was like, "Oh my God, who made the food? It was great." I'm like, "Bro, stop!" I was supposed to say it was me, so they don't ask me to do this again. 
I didn't even have time to season the food, marinate it, nothing. That just, anyway. See, like you know how to do it already. I'll you, I'll I let you cook some ribs for me. Bro, watch out. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> I, what are you saying, bro? <laughs> See, this is this, when they say that folks ain't loyal, this show is the prime example. All right. These beige bandits are constantly giving me hell for no reason. But uh my favorite comedian of all time, Bernie Mac, and um Bernie Mac is is goaded. And uh I gotta say, I gotta say, I and listen, y'all might judge me for this, but I don't care. Eddie Griffin is one of the funniest human beings alive. Hey, hey, no, Eddie Griffin is hilarious, bro. Eddie Griffin's Griffin stand-up comedy is crazy. And it's like, you keep expecting them to hit that wall where it's like, all right, it's going to stop being funnier. It's not going to No, Eddie Griffin is hilarious. Mm-mm. You ever see this Michael Jackson impression? Yeah, I saw, oh my God, bro. Hilarious. <laughs> Oh, and that's why I'm socked at Guyton answers because if you know Guyton, Guyton laughing just about everything, bro. Like, 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 Guyton would be hilarious. Oh if somebody <laughs> fell, everybody be like, oh my God, you okay? Guyton be the one. <laughs> he in the back. <laughs> as long as there is no visible, like, cartilage, anything like that, oh, he gonna laugh. He, I'd have had plenty of classes with Chris where the classroom is dead silent and I'm in tears, bro. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lewis class, bro, he's like, bro, why dog always laughing? <laughs> Listen, that was terrible. That was terrible. I remember we did like the little mock debates or whatever, and like we was in English class together, this headspace class, and I was serving somebody up, and like the whole class, was like, ooh, and Josh is back there dying laughing. I'm, like, I'm trying to be serious. I'm trying to cook hey, right hey, now. Hey, this guy in high school. Oh, he talking about Brian. He talking about Brian. <laughs> oh my God, bro! This, this guy, this guy. Oh, uh, most overrated again. Um, cannot emphasize enough how unfunny Amy Schumer is. Cannot emphasize that enough. Like there is not a world in which I find her funny. And also um, that guy that like he goes on bar stool and like he. Um, it's a white dude with like a, a mustache. Uh, he like he tells jokes about like uh, he he did the monologue about Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, and he like wore a nice fit when he did it. it was, oh, oh, I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. He's, he's not oh, funny man. at all. Like I legitimately think to myself, people pay you to be funny, yeah. and this is what they they get. You know who low key creeping up on me? I don't know if y'all agree. Uh, Theo Vine be having me rolling low key. Hey, and Theo Vine is ridiculous, bro. <laughs> Theo be having me Theo rolling. Theo Vine is ridiculous. That's a, that's a, you know, hey, Riley, pull up a video of a cat. <laughs> pull up a video of a cat preaching to a bunch of uh, epileptic children. R- Theo, what are you doing? What Without, he was talking about someone dude he do he do who only had one leg or something. And a dude he's telling and a dude was like, is he was he paraplegic? And he was like, I don't know what his name was. That man is different. He don't want <laughs> the comedy game kind of getting saturated with all these uh like people doing these like white force air white white air force ones, black air force one jokes. Yeah. They doing um like I think that the I think it's like Instagram and TikTok comedians is like that brand of comedy that was started by Vaughn, which actually was started, well, not started, but was taken to the next level and commercialized by another guy who's on my overrated list, King Batch. Ew. Oh, he he might be the Ew. worst internet comedian of all time. 
I have never. I, I don't say he the most, he the worst one, but I think he had the fa- fastest drop off ever. Yeah, fastest. Because yeah. like he Emmanuel was, Hudson to me was the pioneer. Emmanuel he was Hudson. the OG. But I'm telling yeah. before Emmanuel, if there is not a, if there is not a King Batch, Emmanuel Hudson does not exist. If no, there, I think Emmanuel came first, didn't he? No, King Batch was before. King Batch was the first one from Vine. I'm trying to tell you. No, because Emmanuel first, was on YouTube, and then Emmanuel was on YouTube. Yeah. Maybe it was on YouTube okay. before Vine. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. He was I, making apologies. his on. Apologies yeah. too. Yeah. I got to go back and do the knowledge per Onyx. I got to go do the knowledge. <laughs> My bad. My bad. Um, but yeah, no, nah, he's... he's Jerry Perp Drink is another one that like... I, he's not, I, honestly... He's not overrated though because like everybody agrees he's not funny anymore, which like... That, that yeah. entire era, like very early Vine, almost nobody on there was funny. Only people on there that made like comedy stuff that was funny consistently was uh Lenar was making stuff back then. Lenar and Fresh was probably the only two that was like funny. The rest of them dudes was overrated. Dog, when Fresh decided to start rapping, I'm like, Fresh, this ain't you. Be- yo, fr- Fresh, <laughs> Fresh best skin is uh with your hotel uncle. <laughs> <laughs> See what you gotta understand. <laughs> Let's shit your ass up. We're not trying to <laughs> You celebrating turkey day? Sit your ass down and cut the turkey. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was hilarious. But what is not a laughing matter is Aaron Rodgers and this Achilles situation. We got to get into some sports, y'all. So let's do it. What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the facts over acts crew. We got the master, the mix master. Josh got in the building. That is I. We got the money man, the man to plan. Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. And then you got the little old MC. That's me, Kenton Gibbs. Now, fellas. There are, and this is per a report, this is not me saying this, per multiple reports out of ESPN, there are multiple Jets coaches who did not or who could not sleep last night after Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles in a 22-16 to overtime win against the Bills. Again, he didn't even get through a full series, tore his Achilles on the third, his third snap ever as a Jet. Fellas, let me ask you this. Is Aaron Rodgers done? First, is he done as a player? Um, Aaron Rodgers, as we know him, is done as a player. Was that his last snap in the NFL? No, of course not. When you got somebody that's that big of a name, somebody's always going to be willing to pay him. And if you have an athlete that's been that competitive for that long, they're going to be looking to prove themselves. At the same time, um, Aaron Rodgers, as we know him, is, is done for. The Aaron Rodgers that we saw, you know, winning MVPs, a lot of people, not including me, uh, that was expecting this Aaron Rodgers to step into New York and take them to the promised land. Yeah. Um, that Aaron Rodgers will not be coming back post-injury. It looked like an Achilles. I don't know if they've confirmed whether yeah, or not it it's confirmed. Oh, it's confirmed? Okay. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, as a quarterback, that's not as detrimental as a lot of other sports and a lot of other positions. But at the same time, getting that, getting that presence in the pocket, getting the strength in those throws, that still <clears throat> comes from your legs. And yeah. post-injury yeah. Aaron Rodgers will not be the same. And, you know, he was known for scrambling around. He was known for making back, making plays when like when things would break down and he was – kind of going out of the traditional standard or the traditional, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The the rhythm of what the play was supposed to be, yeah. right? You hit your four steps and then you need to find, you need to be making your reads, go to one, go to two, go to three. When those things were covered, that's where he would truly shine a little bit. So um, that's, that you know, that's unfortunate there. Chris, what do you think? Is Aaron Rodgers done? Oh, I think Aaron Rodgers going to get some rest and he going to keep on resting because that boy about to hang it up. You could tell when he left Green Bay, 
he was football was kind of like a thing he just does. Like he is no longer having he no longer has anything to prove. He no longer is going to be playing for title contentions. I mean, the Jets was like his last hoorah. But honestly, I think if they didn't win it all this year, he was kind of going to probably hang it up. Brother is 39. Let's let's stop acting like the brother is 32, 33. He's 39. And you know why them Jets coaches couldn't sleep at night? I'm going to go back to the position. You know why them Jets coaches couldn't sleep at night? Why couldn't they sleep at night, Chris? Because I know a show, okay? I'm going to talk for a minute. Hold on. I know a show that told the world if they would just listen, a quarterback named Sam Darnold was going to be a tragedy. I know a show. Would you believe me, Giz, if I could tell you I knew a show? I believe you, brother. I believe you. It, it was a show called Facts Over Acts that told people that Sam Darnold was going to be a bust. Yeah. So if I was a coach yeah. that last night, you see what I'm doing here, brothers and gentlemen. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you see what I'm doing. And, and he's talking about Zach Wilson, but but we all get what he meant. We all yeah, get what he yeah, meant. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how is... This quarterback different from that scenario. Hey, listen, I, I I struggle for words, and and anybody who knows me knows I never shut up, and uh, I struggle to find the words of how they're different because I it's, it's like that picture, uh, the meme from the office, where it's like management wants me to show you wants you to show us the difference. They're the same picture. They're the same <laughs> picture. Uh, Zach Wilson, not a very good quarterback. You know the Jets franchise as a whole. Hasn't had a ton of good quarterbacks. Yeesh. Hate, hate it. Hate it. Hate it for him. So, you know, that's that's what we got there. I'm going to tell you this. I don't think he's done because for a reason that a lot of people kind of aren't paying attention to. When Brady finally hung it up, why did everybody say it was? Because he was going to lose his wife and kids and he wanted them back. When he finally hung yeah. it up, that's why. When you hear like Andrew Whitworth, right, the left tackle that played in the NFL for like 20 years darn there, he was literally played for the Bengals when Chad Ochocinco was still Chad Johnson and played in the Super Bowl with the Rams. That's how long that man played in the NFL. And what did he say after his final game? Hey, kids, daddy's done. Dad's going to be around for you all more. Who Aaron Rodgers going to say that to Unless he's going down to Planned Parenthood to talk to some kids that don't exist. <laughs> is, is he still, uh, he married, ain't he? No, he's not married. No children. I thought he was with like, uh, uh, it was some celebrity lady he was with. If I he thought. was running for president, they would be asking if he was gay. Shout out to Tim Scott. <laughs> Shout out to Tim Scott. That's hilarious, bro. You know how nasty that is? Like the whole That's world asking. The whole world asking, sir, can you get coochie? Oh my God, bro. Why did you ask me this? Why did you? What's going on with you, bro? But yeah, no. Um, he done he was dating Danica Patrick, but broke that off. No, uh, Olivia Munn? Is that who I'm thinking of? Oh yeah, he dated her too. Broke okay. That off as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they they say it gets dark in the dark room, man. You know. He got I off his ayahuasca in that dark room and came out a single man. <laughs> but gives you forgetting about his 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 everlasting wife, the greenbacks. The, the yeah, greenbacks. yeah. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. He has plenty of those. He could have been retired if that was like if the financial stability part of it was everything. I think right. that he's going to come back for one more hurrah because he don't want to go out like that. Like he doesn't want that moment to be the last moment that we remember him by. Which, by the way, um. I think that Aaron Rodgers needs to like give it up and realize that he's a little bit cursed because do y'all remember what his last play as a Packer was? 
Mm, I don't. Being intercepted by Kirby Joseph of the Detroit <laughs> Lions, baby. Yeah. That was his last play as a Packer. He's One pride. One pride. One pride. He's got to realize that, like, mm, I don't know what it is about the football guys. They don't like me. They don't like me. I've maxed out. I got my one Super Bowl. It's time. But he won't. He won't. He'll he'll come on back, and and his last play is going to be uh, another pick six or something like that, and, and that's, that's just what it's going to be. But now let's talk about the team that was around Aaron Rodgers. Is Jets pack in the air or what? Uh, what's going on with the Jets? Chris, I'm going to start with you on this one. <laughs> so that defense, they probably can get you about five solid wins. Like last night was a trip, a, a good display on what that defense can get you, right? Last night was a was a the peak, I think, of that defense. Now, can they do that every night? No, they can't do that every night. Every night, not going to have Josh Allen at quarterback. For some reason, I don't care how much y'all convince me, I just do not think Josh Allen is a good quarterback. I just do not. I think he's the most overrated mid-quarterback Josh yeah. Allen, a good quarterback when uh, the lights ain't on. And the words of Jared Allen, the lights was a little too bright. It was a little too bright. Hey, catch Josh Allen Sunday at 1 o'clock. He going to hoop. <laughs> listen, man. That's listen. interesting. That's listen, interesting. man. I really debated this. I really debated this. I really don't know if I'm taking Josh Allen over Derek Carr. I really don't know. I really don't know. I really don't know. I really don't know. Crazy. Hey, really that's kind of crazy. Like, that's of course crazy. I'm going to go Josh Allen if I'm starting a franchise, but... But if you're talking about just one game... To- yeah, one game and under the lights, I don't know if I'm going with Josh Allen. I don't know. Mm. But if it's him and Derek Carr, you put a gun to my head, I might have to be like, Mr. Carr, give me that 300 yards Low and one key. touchdown. I- I'm fine with that. I'm fine with Yeesh. that. <laughs> Yeesh. Uh, but... Anyway, so can that defense do it again? Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But not to everybody. Not to everybody. Right. I guarantee you one thing. If Mr. Mahomes was over there on the other side, he had Davis and and, and Diggs. Oh, my Lord. Oh, well, my, I, you know how many ball coverages they had? I'm going to tell you. There's there's a quarterback in that AFC East that got two receivers. Them boys can fly. They ran so fast. I said, hold on. Wait, wait what's, hey. what's going on here? That, uh, the Them boys were moving. The said, Tua said, don't call me chubby and don't call us a bad offense. Uh, you can say whatever else you want about us, but don't call me fat and don't say our offense is bad. And boy, week one, they sure went on to prove something. I, I got you. Listen, I got you. Listen, listen. Josh, I just think the Jets should be panicking a little bit. Absolutely. Okay. All right. They should be panicking. Josh. Is Jets pack in the air or what? What's going on? Are they done? Are they cooked on the seat? Um, I think that the Jets toured enough around Aaron Rodgers on offense for them to be okay. Now, we had their um, projections, them winning the division. All three of us did, I believe. Yeah. Um, They're not going to get to that point, of course, with with Zach Zach, Williams. I can't even get the man name right. With Zach Wilson Wilson. behind center. Um, But at the same time, I don't think that they're as cooked as we're thinking, depending on how the rest of the AFC – lines up they can be right there on a bubble for a playoff spot are they going to get it i'm going to say definitely not but they are going to be second in that division behind buffalo okay all right and based on what we saw from buffalo the last night i don't even know if i can say that with the utmost confidence so so you think it's going to be the dolphins 
and then the Jets, and then Buffalo. Um, no, I'm going Buffalo, Jets, Dolphins. Oh, okay. Right. Although I am very impressed what I saw from Tua on Sunday. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I'm going to tell you this. It's a quarterback after they could go get, though. I'm not going to stop. Stop, Chris. He is done. He is enjoying his family. Tom Brady is no, a family. No, I wasn't. Man. No, no, I wasn't talking about Tom Brady. I wasn't talking about uh, Tom Brady. I was about to say. I wasn't talking about Tom Brady. That man was in Foxborough last week. He is not finna be a Jet. Who could they go get, Chris? You know, he lost his starting spot. Big game James. I think that that's a that's a little upgrade for them. Wait, who? Who? James Winston, 30 for 30 man. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, all right. I was thinking big game James. Who under that, that that wouldn't be bad, but it depends on what you got to give I up think, for. I think that is a band-aid. That's a band-aid. That's an upgrade my, from Zach Wilson. My problem is this. I don't here's the thing. RG3 said it earlier, and I hate when I got to agree with RG3, but he was right. There's nobody else that I think could run that offense at a higher level than Zach Wilson right now in terms of the fact that whoever you bring in is going to be learning that offense in a week as opposed to having a full offseason with it, where even if you were the two, you still took some first-team reps or you still know the timing of what what they want to hit, how they want to hit, and all that. So I don't know. I'll say this. Are the Jets cooked depends on what your outlook was for them coming in. If you thought that this was a Super Bowl team coming into the season, yes, they're cooked. Absolutely. thousand percent. Not happening. If you thought that this was a team that could win the division, I don't know if they're cooked. I don't know if they're cooked. I, As much as I want to say, hey, Zach Wilson is not good and the quarterback is the most important position in, that, in, in football, they did a lot of things really good with Zach Wilson there last night. A darn near 90-yard run from Brees Hall. Garrett Wilson is Garrett Wilson. Lazard is a, a much better receiver than many people give him credit for, as much as I hate to say he is. You know, I hate the Packers. Well, but I got to give him his credit. That's a, that's, he be hooping. He be hooping. Yeah. And then you look at that defense. You know that Robert Sala is going to coach up some defense now. You know that the pride of Dearborn Fortson is going to coach up some defense. <laughs> By the way, redacted detractors. I will always hate you all moving forward. But yeah, um, yeah, that's a... I, I don't think they're cooked, depending on what your expectations were for them. So I think they got a shot to still win the division, to still go into the playoffs and, and get a little bit of something. Uh, but let me ask y'all this. There was another side to this game because obviously the Jets won it, but that means the Bills lost. Are you worried about the Bills coming out of this loss? I am worried about the Bills because uh one, I mean, we heard about already heard about the unhappiness of Stephon Diggs, and I don't think yeah. the production of that offense yesterday is going to help with that at all. But at the same time, the Bills have already basically planted both feet saying Josh Allen is our guy. That's our quarterback for the future. We want, you know, when you think of Buffalo Bills football, we want you to think of Josh Allen. And like Chris was saying earlier, although they share a last name and we share a first name, I do not think that that Josh Allen is him. Not the man that's going to lead that team to the promised land. And I think that window is closing very soon because that amount of talent, we've seen it year after year. Football is the hardest sport to keep that level of talent on the field at that level of production for an extended amount of time. We've seen teams roll a team out there that's top tier talent and their chemistry is off of their wash up by the next season uh, via the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to jump in and I'm going to say this. 
there's something that a lot of people are forgetting about this Bills team that nobody wants to talk about. Everybody wants to pretend like it's not real, but the numbers bear it out that it's very real. The Madden curse. The cover athlete on Madden generally has a not so great year, the year that they are on the cover. And who was on the cover of Madden this year? Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Josh Allen plays for the Bills. That mixed in with the Stefan Diggs not being happy, mixed in with the Bates is, is I'm sorry, not Bates. They, they lost many players off of that defense that were impactful. Von Miller's getting older and recovering from an Achilles situation. You've got Traymond Edmonds in the middle who's now gone, who say what you want about him. That was a 6'4 Mike linebacker that could literally roam number to number. He was there. He was yeah. very much so there. I think that they may be in a little bit more hot water than they think. Chris, are you concerned about the Bills after this week one? Um, so it don't have nothing to do with the Bills while I'm concerned about them. It got all to do with them team down in Miami. Like, mm. if I was a Bills fan, I would be worried, right? <laughs> you didn't win a game when the hype was all of that. Like that literally that night was about Aaron Rodgers and he left the game and you didn't yeah. close yeah. the deal on that game, right? And, you know, you could say that you weren't at home, but you in New York. You was at the creep, right? Lights was bright. Josh Allen didn't show up. I'll tell you one thing. That boy, too, was playing like he on a mission. Last year, he had concussion problems. He had this kind of locker room. They was one band, one sound. I watched that game in entirety. It was a shootout. And the, the Dolphins came out on top. And they wasn't playing no scrubs either. Mm-hmm. Okay, they played the Chargers. The Chargers is not a bad football team by no stretch. Mm-hmm. So I'm worried if I'm a Bills fan. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, I'll tell you this much: if I'm looking at that team again, they have their problems. It's it's early in the season. It's too early to judge. But damn it, we facts over acts. We gonna judge anyway. We judge your end <laughs> execution around here. Speaking of, let's talk about some week one overreactions. Tua for MVP. Many people said that this game one was the the opening of Tua's MVP campaign. Fellas, are you buying it or selling it? <laughs> um, I'm selling it. I believe in Tua. I think he's going to have a very productive season. I think Tua is going to be a top-tier quarterback in the NFL for a number of years after this season. However, I think in order to to be in that MVP pool, you also got to be looked at it as a heavy contender to win the Super Bowl. And I think it's way too early in the season to call that. Yeah, they went against the Chargers. Yeah, I think they're all- very similar teams. Yes, Justin Herbert is a hell of a person to beat in the shootout. But at the same time, the Dolphins need to go against some dogs first before we throw two in that MVP race. Okay. All right, Chris, what you thinking? Nah, I I, I don't think so. Now, Tyreek, I think it's so. You know, I think, oh, okay. I'm All thinking right. Tyreek might be it. Like, if he could do what he did Sunday three more times this season, I don't think it's a, it's a debate. I don't think it's the best, especially if they win the division. But MVP? Yes. I don't think the offensive player of the year, maybe. I don't see the NFL ever giving so MVP to a receiver. Here's a, fun fact. here's a fun fact. A wide receiver or a tight end has never won the MVP. Exactly, but he but, knew what but, he did. Wait, wait, wait. Let me give you another fun fact. Let me give you another fun fact. Tyreek Hill is the only player in NFL history with multiple games of 10 receptions, 
200 yards, and three touchdowns all in the same game. So Chris may be on to something here. If he Chris, do that three more times this season, they win the division. Stop it, Guyton. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. I feel like we've seen crazy impressive seasons from from wide receivers, and they wasn't even considered for MVP. Guyton. But I think Guyton, it's because most of the time, wide receivers five hundred yards. When receivers have those types of years, more often than not, their teams are not like winning or contenders, or like they're not in the market to get that done. Like, let's just be honest. When Calvin had that crazy year, he plays for the Lions. Nobody True. cares. True. Like, you play for the Lions, brother. Let's let's be honest. And who, who was the second receiver? Uh, was Mike was Williams it, still there? I want to say it was Nate Burleson that year. It probably was. Yeah, yeah. You're probably right about that. I don't know. But either way it goes, if you're if you win the division and people are looking at you as a serious Super Bowl contender, and like Chris said, you go off for three games where it's like, hey, that's the Tyreek Hill game. No, that's the type. Ty- no, wait, this is the type. Ty- you know what? Screw it. All three of those are the Tyreek Hill games. I think that you you could you could have that discussion. You could have that discussion. So let me ask you this. Week one overreaction. The Giants are not only going to take a step back, but they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year. You're buying it or you're selling it? I'm selling it. That's a super overreaction. Like I told y'all before the season even started, I don't think that Aaron Rodgers changed the complexion of that team that much for them to go from what a lot of people consider a bottom feeding team into a Super Bowl contender. Wait, wait, wait. We're talking about the Giants, not the Jets. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. The Giants. Yeah. What, 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 was the, what was the question again? They're going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year. You buying it or selling it? Oh, I'm buying it. Mm, okay. I'm, 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 right. I'm, buying it. I'm buying it for sure. Um, and I don't even think this has anything to go off of, you know, fact or stats or the players that we're looking at on the field. Uh, Danny Dimes, we know that he can have a good game. He can have a bad game. I think that's just a trend of the New York Giants. I don't know what's in the water, but just like Chris was telling us, uh, you know, last season, they had a good season last year. So that means it's due for those Giants to go about 3-14. and 14. Okay. All right, Chris. Are your boys the Giants going historically bad or what? They they not my boys. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm the, they were your boys last year. You was riding with them, but you was right. You were right. Listen, I listen, listen. You were right. I just so so part part of what I do is I look at the data, right? I'm like you, Gibbs. I look at the data, right? The data tells me numbers never lie. Every three, four numbers years of them being terrible, they have a random season where they're decent. That was my whole premise last year. I told really? you all that. I said randomly they're gonna be good this year. Now, are they going to be the worst team in the league when you got Saquon Barkley back there? No, they won't be the worst team in the league because it's hard to be the worst team in the league when you got him back there. Mm-hmm. So I think they'd be a low-tier team, and I think they have a bad season. But as far as worst team, no. I think that we would sell the bad team, worst team of the season. But I think they are going to be a bad team this year. They had that good year last year, and they didn't do nothing with it. So, yeah, they pack it in the middle. It's gone. Um, yes, and for a lot of reasons. They overinvested in the wrong places. Anytime you see teams struggle like this, it's just like if you see a company struggling like this. They did so because they took some bad bets. They made some really bad investments. You invested too much money in Daniel Jones. You invested too much money in Daniel Jones. And then what happened? Now you could only partially pay Saquon what he deserves. Now you couldn't get every offensive lineman that you wanted in free agency to say, hey, listen, we need to go out and get some dudes. Their offensive line was so bad. They were so bad. I know we normally joke about I could get a sack against 
some of these defensive offensive lines. Chris, I'm pretty sure you could have got a sack in that game. I, like, I'm not I joking. I'm not. I, I mean it. I'm, did you watch I'll, what they did? Yeah. Did you watch what the Cowboys offensive line listen, did? Listen, listen, listen. And here's the I thing. I want to say something that being appropriate. They had, they had seven sacks in that game, right? If you watched the game, it was only because Daniel Dimes can move that they did not have more. Yeah. It was only because he could move that they didn't have more. Hey. And by the way, that loss, I know that everybody's seen the stat, but I'm going to remind everybody again, that is the first ever team to lose 40-0 to or worse, have 3-0 turnover margin in the game, have their field goal attempt blocked and return for a touchdown, and to have a pick six all in one game. Congratulations, Giants. You played yourselves. <laughs> you wanted to pay Daniel Jones over Saquon Barkley, and you played yourselves. So, you know. You invest wrong. I, I'm gonna just say That's this. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. I know Michael Parsons is your your, your nemesis gives from Twitter, but <laughs> yeah, one little Twitter argument. Brother, your mom gets scared. Hey, listen, listen. Brother was speaking some facts on Instagram today. He 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 was on somebody's podcast. Thousand percent agree with him. The Giants was just playing out there for pride. Like, why did you not rest Danny that that fourth quarter? Yeah. Like he 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 got beat down that game. He is sitting in the ice yeah. bath as we speak, probably. Quarterbacks deserve nothing good in this life, and they deserve to always have games like that. I am very glad <laughs> that uh, you know, I mean, hey, at least their tackle wasn't lined up at ace back like some people's tackles, Mahomes. But we're never we're we're not gonna go there uh tonight because I made many too many TikTok videos about that. But what we are gonna talk about tonight is is uh, another overreaction from this week. Another one of the major overreactions that kind of had me scratching my head a little bit here. The NFC South is by far the worst division in football. Hmm. Buying or selling? I'm buying that. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm I'm buying that because the, I mean even if you look at the the breakdown that we did last week, that's the only division to where like we kind of had to pick a winner. Like that was kind of a winner by default. Like this NFC South division might be worse than that NFC East division that we saw. What was that three seasons ago now? Yeah. Yeah. It, it it might be worse. Like you can't even look at a team. Like for if they did their seeding, like uh, how the NBA does it, I don't see any of these NFC to South teams even making a playoffs or or a wild card spot. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I'm, Chris, I'm buying. Chris, you buying or selling that the NFC South is far and away worse than everybody else? Ah, <sighs> you know, you know, you know. If only there was a division that was similar in the AFC, because I pulled up the standings. AFC West is similar, but Kansas City is there. So it's like not similar. And that AFC South. Mm, Chargers is better than any team in NFC South. Yeah, yeah I th- I, I, I'm going I'm to buy that. I'm going to buy that. They are the one. Mm-hmm. Only, other, only other division that AFC South is pretty bad, but the Jaguars and the Titans. And if Jonathan Taylor come back for the the Colts, they will be okay. But AFC oh, he, South is the only other one that's eh. And and so and so, 
Chris and Josh are y'all are buying it, correct? Yeah. I'm buying. I'm selling it because of the division you just named. The AFC South is one player getting hurt away from being just as bad. Excuse me, just as bad as the NFC South. For for, for all the love we give in the Jags, if CJ Beathard is your starting quarterback, you've just gotten into a very different position. <laughs> yeah, very but the, t- the Titans position. don't click. The Titans don't. You don't think the Titans don't click? Are they? Are they? they and they're here's, always here's a middle of the pack team. They always but, but here's why I say are they? That is not. For young teams, for new teams, like if you were to tell me, hey, the Jags are having problems clicking. Well, yeah, you know, they they got a few new pieces in there. They got a lot of young guys, sure. If you were to tell me that the Lions are having problems clicking defensively, yeah, that defense, they got a lot of new pieces, a lot of young guys. You know, I get it. That Titans offense, quarterback, old as dirt. He done had two different careers, basically, at this point. (laughs) Derrick Henry got a lot of tread on them tires. That man was putting up thousands of carries in high school, let alone what he did at Bama. That man is, them knees finna start kneeing. I'm knocking on wood and hoping that you have many, many more years, Derrick Henry. I want to see you be great and break every record, brother. So I hope that you stay healthy. The numbers are against you, but I hope that you can do it. D-Hop. I mean, listen, D-Hop is great at the moment of truth, but also that man has less separation than a codependent couple. I mean, he he can't get away from a DB. It's it's a tough time for him. So yeah. I'm looking at the the AFC South, and we all know Ursay is gonna ruin those Colts. He he done already messed over Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan saying I ain't coming back regardless. That, that's what I'm saying. If he, if Taylor come back though, I think the Colts will be in the middle of the pack team too. Titans and Colts be middle of the pack team. Too. And I'll tell you what, the Texans look better than I thought in Week One. They did. Oh, they, they look did. better. Than they I did for sure. They yeah, look better than I thought. Yeah. I'm still not buying it. Still don't believe you. You need more people. So is the NFC South the worst division in football? Yes. Are they like hands down by a mile the worst? Not exactly sure about that. They also only one of the only divisions that three of the four teams won. Hmm. Hmm. Think about that. Think about true. It's only two divisions like that, and both of them in the NFC. And and another fun thing about that: the only team that lost lost to a fellow NFC South team. No, 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 no. Hey, as much as we think they're going to be bad, they could come out and shock the world. But one thing that is shocking that we're looking at is the new rules for um, player and load management in terms of the NBA, right? So actually, you know what? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One thing that's even more shocking than that is what Prime is doing at Buffalo to a lot of these folks out there. How about them Buffaloes? Yeah. How about them Buffaloes? How about them? They're now 2-0 after beating Matt Rule's Nebraska team that everybody predicted that he was going to be the chosen one in year one, and it's not exactly panning out. Fellas, let me ask you this. The Buffaloes have 10 games left on their schedule. They've already won more this year than they did last all of last year. How many games does this Buffalo team win for the rest of the year? I'm putting the University of Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, I'm putting them at 10 wins. 10. Okay. I'm putting them at 10 Ooh, wins. We've seen right. so far has been very impressive for them. I'm looking to pull up their schedule right now, actually. Um, But what I'm seeing from them so far this season has been super impressive. And I see them working their way into a significant bowl game. What bowl game that is, I don't know. Because when I was a kid, you know, we had Rose Bowl, Orange Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, Cotton Bowl. Yeah. 
they might end up in uh you know uh chick-fil-a a double spicy combo bowl it's, it's too many bowls out here but i do think this squad is going to be in a in a significant bowl game um looking to pull up to the schedule so uh, I said on the show last week, I do see them struggling against that USC team. I think there's going to be a shootout. But if I'm looking at their entire schedule, the only teams I see them struggling against is USC and then that last game of the season, uh, Utah. Mm, okay. All right. All right. So I think Chris. they in 10 and 2. Chris, how many you got? You, how many so, games do you think this team? You know, I'm a Vegas guy. Vegas had them start the season three and a half wins. I hope y'all took that while the hey the price of the brick. Wait, didn't up. didn't we say on this show to take yeah. over on that? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah okay, we okay, said okay. that. Yep. In the word, in the words of Marlo, the price of the brick going up. The price of the brick went up. <laughs> the price of the brick listen, went up. Listen, the Vegas got these boys at six and a half. It done doubled. It done doubled. And guess what? Six and a half is minus odds now. It's minus odds now. The price of the brick is at a premium mm. right now. Marlo, the only supplier for the brick the right now. The only supplier. The only. It's a drought. Mm. It's okay. a drought. They got purple okay. activists. You thought okay. it was a drought. <laughs> but, but you know, hammer that over because the price of the brick at the premium, you still going to double that investment, okay? Because... Right. Six and a half, they schedule is like, when you look at how they playing versus they schedule, they got two players right now that could possibly win the Heisman. Yeah. How many other yeah. college football teams can you say that about right now? Yeah. yeah, not many. Not many. How many college teams? And, and mind you, mind you, this is against two FBS teams, one of whom was ranked and in the national championship last year. Yeah. Okay. And Nebraska, they all, every time anybody playing Nebraska, oh, Nebraska's going to be tough. Nebraska's going to be tough. It started off slow, but when the Colorado got rolling, well, Nebraska, was, this team is a good team. This team. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. So, wait, Chris, how many do you have them winning? How many you got them winning? I think they went nine. Okay. They went nine. Okay. I'm going to tell you this. I looked at their schedule, and I did the same thing Josh did because I said, hold on, who's going to be the tough team here? And I looked at it and I said, well, Oregon should be tough. But then I remember, Dion is all about his personal and who respected you, who disrespected you. And do y'all remember what Oregon's coach said when he found out about Colorado going to the Big 12 next year? No. What have they won that would mean any difference when they leave the conference? Hmm. Yeah, those boys in for some trouble. My brother in Christ, Dion is already, he's already in full Jordan mode. And I took that personally on the story that didn't happen because Matt Rule, <laughs> Matt Rule is saying, I never disrespected them. We prayed at midfield like we always do. Dion is a man of faith. And he had them boys talking about, I can't pray on the buff. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this is not a game. This is not a joke. Them boys, they coming. They coming. Them boys from Colorado. They coming, and I think that that game up in Oregon, I think that, you know, for as much as people like Bo Nix, I'm not very high on them. I don't think that they play too well there. I think that their only losses come against USC and Oregon State and potentially Utah. And I I, I could throw in that's, one more. That's the three I got, too. Yeah. And I could throw mm-hmm. in one more potential in there. So if you tell me what I'm comfortable with, I'm comfortable with eight wins. I'm comfortable with eight. 
So, yeah, 8, 9, and 10 across the board. And by the way, if you watch College Football Live, by the way, we almost beat Skip this week. You know what I mean? Hey, you know, we doing what we do. But anyway, I was the only person on the show that said, hey, Dion and this team is not going to be bad. I don't, I don't know why y'all think this team is going to be. They're not going to be bad. And now, look, you know. But also, there may be other reasons why I was only. I was about to say, do, do, do we got to ask why? Oh, oh, I mean, <laughs> that's a neither here nor there. Before we get out of here, Josh, you have a better grip on these new low management rules than me. So explain them to uh, our our listeners and viewers for me. Um, yeah. So the 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 CBA basically has this new rule. The NBA passes new rule where, um, you know, in order to fans to see players in order for these star players to stop doing loads management management stop sitting out teams are only allowed to rest one star per game right. which you know sounds like a good rule but at the same time what constitutes a star in this rule you have to have either made an all-star team or an all nba team in the past three seasons to be considered a star mm-hmm. there's some issues with that Here's why I did, I did a little bit of research. Okay, so under these rules, the Warriors can only rest one of Chris Paul, Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, or Clay Thompson. Yikes. The Nuggets can rest both Jamal Murray and Nicole Jokic. Wait, what? How? Huh? Jamal Murray never he's Jamal hurt. Murray never made an all-star or all-NBA team. He's hurt. Oh. Oh, man. The uh, Timberwolves uh, cannot rest Michael Conley and Rudy Gobert on the same day. Okay. All right. I'm I'm just just saying they're considered stars. With all that. (laughs) The uh, ass on their court and block some shots and grab some rebounds. You shouldn't want to rest. The Bulls can only rest one of Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Nikola Vucevic. <laughs> we love Vooch. I absolutely <laughs> love me some Vooch. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, the Pelicans can rest Brandon Ingram, Zion, and CJ McCollum all in the same game if they want to. Well, they're they're all young enough to wear, except CJ, I guess. But Zion and Brandon, I don't want to know. What Brandon Zion Ingram has been in the NBA for nine years. I don't know what Zion gonna do in the rest days. Get get in the gym. Nine Go. years of BI in the league. BI been in the league for a minute. Mm. And again, oh. and again, I stress to everybody who said the Lakers gave up too much to get uh to get Anthony Davis. They won a ring. What has that core done as individuals or collectively? <clears throat> nine years, bro. Yeah. So that means it's been nine years of him, Lonzo Cool. What did they do? <laughs> Show your work expeditiously, please. Uh, the Knicks can rest both Brunson and Julius Randle on the same day. Okay, all right. And I think the, the what this is not crazy, but at the same time, if you think about it, it's kind of crazy. The only player on the Nets roster that falls under these guidelines is Ben Simmons. I mean, hey, that's what it is. He said he ready to die. I think he go. I think he gonna hoop this year. Be honest with you, though. 
<laughs> you falling for the, through the LA Fitness videos. No, 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 it's not even that. You fell for that. the Chris Brickley. No, 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 no. It's not that though. It's not that. It's not that. It's not Them that. Them Chris Brickley runs got no, stop. no, no, no. I promise you. Not. <laughs> I want you Listen, Get I promise. Away from all basketball, I, prom- man. I promise y'all, it's not that. It's not that. What it so is what for is? me is it, what it is for me is look at the guys he playing around, bro. Mikael Bridges, Spencer Dinwiddie, um, big fella down low, uh, Claxton, Claxton. You know. These are all guys that's like just genuine, good, cool people. I'm not taking nobody who was going mid for mid with Kyle Kuzma seriously. <laughs> I got you, I got you. I'm not like, taking like, Spencer like, that, that's, like, that's, like, that's, like, that's like you telling me I get to pull up to a hoop run and Gibbs and Guyton's going to be at a hoop with me. Like, of course I'll do that. Even if y'all ain't going to put up no buckets, I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm, yeah, these my guys. These Don't disrespect my bucket getting ability. I'm just saying, even if you're like, you know what I'm saying? The Nets not going to do nothing next year. I don't think they're going to be as good as they were this year. But that's a good group of guys to just be around and just want to hope with. Like, they, they, that's a good group to be around. That's what I think. But, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I, You know, I think, I think it's one of those rules where they tried really hard to get it right, but still missed the mark a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, they yeah. tried really hard to, like, have it go in the right direction and it just kind of things just kind of didn't, you know, sort of work out because I get the spirit of this rule. But like you said, it creates some wonky situations. Right. Like, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Those warriors are old. They're old. I told everybody last year that they were over literally a year ago. That was it. That was then boys. Then the boys gonna need the rest. That was it. And now they said that they gonna run a starting lineup with Chris Paul in it. That's crazy. That that's nasty insane. work. That's, that's nasty work. That is insane. Other teams are gonna be looking at that and see the sweetest, the the most perfectly seasoned, the the best barbecue chicken. Yeah. That is <laughs> that is his dad coming in there with wheat teams on. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> There is going to be a big black bald man on the grill with the towel over the shoulder, Jesus sandals, with the headset, the, the headset to wrap around the neck, hey, phone on the hip, phone, phone on the hip and the big clip. That's that, that guy is going to be there making up this barbecue chicken because that line. He going to sauce it and then, let, and then let it sear a little bit before we put some more sauce on it. He going to tell you it's not ready yet, even when it's like off the grill because he got to dip it back in the sauce before he served. That's the type of grill master y'all looking at that's going to look at a lot. Do you know that with that starting lineup that's proposed, it's supposed to be Chris Paul, um, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, I believe uh, Wiggins, and Draymond. What? Even if you went Draymond and Looney is still on the uh, war. Yeah, Looney's still there. Even if you went Draymond and Looney, you have legitimately just made Looney say, you have to be the ultimate rim protector, brother. Yeah. Because them boys on the perimeter, you have one and a half guys. I will say, when they go against some some unexperienced teams and you got some of those throwaway regular season games, that is going to be some interesting basketball to watch. So watch oh, yeah, that They're going to be cooking. They're going to be cooking. But when they go up against an actual team with an actual big or two, when they go up against a team that knows how to they got dribble penetration is what they do well, uh-huh. Ooh, warrior pack in the air is gas or what? Is gas or what? I, you know, that's very unfortunate. Very unfortunate situation that, with this rest rule, but 
you know, uh, and, and you know, Ooh. the way I would have tweaked that rule is I would have based it off of your playoff success, right? If your team in the last three years had any sort of first round, second round, or third round or championship win, that's yeah. how you qualify for like your team can only rest one player. Yeah, I would have based it off of age, honestly. Because at a certain age, like, I, I think once you hit, like, 32, 33, you're no longer yeah, bound. Yeah, but get, get, that's weird coming from you talking to HR because you can't really. That's 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 considered ageism. I think that might yeah. be a, a PR uh, nightmare, right. low-key. Right. Yeah, I mean, sure, sure. But here's the thing. We all know that the NBA and NFL and all these leagues do not go by the same rules and regulations that all of us do. Like, we all yeah. know that. They're, no, they trying to, though. Or at least they wanted to look like they are. Yeah, we. they wanted to look like they were. I'm not even going to go here right now. But <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. To me, it, it doesn't make sense to say, like, oh, it's based off of who's made what or whatever. Because now you're giving teams with a lot of young guys an advantage because they just haven't been around long enough to do the, all the things. Like, they just haven't been there long enough. And and so if you're looking at a team that's in championship contention, you're generally going to have a mix between youth and experience. And then, right. you know, you I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how this rest thing plays out. But we're going to tell you all to go get some rest. Get on out of here and come on back the next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah,